Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to what? Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. October 13th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. Wednesday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen all here to start your day. We're glad that you are here. How's everybody doing? Roush, how are you? Um, Slow moving, but excited at the same time. The um, Just, you know, you get the... Uh, the the three day three out of four days in Lexington and just you know Wednesdays I hit a wall so I'm just r- trying to run through it right now Mr. Sports Talker. Well, it's uh, I don't want to hear your complaining. Okay. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying this is uh, this is where I'm at. I I knew I, I could feel it coming, uh, and that's why I slept in a little and was almost late to the show. So boom. Oh, you've been hey, that makes late. two of us. You've been almost a little late to the show every day this week. No, no, I'm. I, you spend a week with Trevor Kelsey, and this is what happens. I mean, I don't really, I don't really care. It doesn't matter if you get here three minutes early or twenty seconds before early, as long as we get those text messages over. And uh, we had a lot of them on the Thornton's text line. We're always really happy about that. But you need a day of rest for Roush. Doctor's order here, because you got a big weekend in Athens coming up. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big one. Uh, hitting the road as soon as the show ends on Friday. So, uh, man, excited. Very excited. And I'm just, the more I get ready for this game, the more that I believe that Kentucky's going to win it. So, very excited. That That's, very the, excited. that's the kind of hot take that's going to get people awake on their Wednesday morning. And, and uh and i and i like that i like that line of thinking i i'm not going to get there this week i will slowly and surely and this has already started to happen think that the margin of victory will become more narrow and, and narrower as the week goes on and i do think kentucky's going to be able to run the ball and i think that's going to be a pretty powerful message to the rest of the team on you on the rest of the teams on uk schedule and just the rest of college football that a Georgia defense that really looks like you can't do hardly anything against them. I think Kentucky's going to be able to to do some nice things. Does that mean consistently getting the ball in the end zone? Let's let's hold our let's slow down just a little bit there. But I do think they will find the end zone. That shouldn't really be the bar for Kentucky football anymore, and even against a dominant team like Georgia. But I think you're going to see the offensive line and rushing game at a minimum look look good on on Saturday, Roush. So I'm bringing myself more. Kentucky's going to cover easily. And I do, I I think that they should be in a position to make it somewhat interesting in the fourth quarter. And that's all I, that's all I'm asking for here. Give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter. So I'm moving myself in the direction you are maybe as severely as you are. So the one thing that I have to remember when kind of handicapping this matchup is a lot of you know when you look at the when you're when you're handicapping a horse race, you look and you see the kind of competition. They're going up in competition. They're going down. They're, Kentucky is going up in competition, but so is Georgia. And when you see this rush defense, they're only giving up 66 rushing yards per game. Well, 
does Clemson get 66 rushing yards a game against Boston College? No. Like they 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 they've played against a bunch of teams that don't particularly run the football well. South Carolina, they couldn't oh man, they couldn't run away from a bear if it was chasing them. They they just get eaten alive. So when you're going up against the offensive line like Kentucky's, I think there is a Kentucky feels like they can match up mono and mono in the trenches with these guys. Now it, it hurts a little bit more on the defensive side when you got McCall and Ox go out in consecutive weeks. But you know, on Georgia, they're saying the same thing about their offensive guys going out. No George Pickens, no Dominic Blaylock. Doesn't look like JT Daniels is going to be out there this week. I think the expectation is for him to return for the Florida game after next week's bye. I man, I I, I just I really think that Kentucky can play its kind of game and be in this game. Like that, 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 that is without question. Then it becomes a matter of, can you make the big plays, the big game changing plays to, to go out and shock the fine folks in Athens. I'm more confident. Kentucky is going to be able to run the ball, pick up first downs, do some good things against Georgia's defense. than I am Kentucky's defense being able to stop the run for Georgia. Really? How about that? Hmm. Wow. Did not expect that because you know Nick Chubb ain't walking through that door. Zamir White is, he's he's fine, he's good, but is he great? Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm just uh, I'm excited for it. I, I am, and I do. Uh, you know, I've heard uh, or I've seen, I've read some things that people are considering this. Nothing can go wrong for Kentucky here. Either you lose, and if you lose big, well, you were 24-point dogs, and this Georgia team is the number one team in the country, and they are being considered as one of the best defensive teams in the country. So you can bounce back from that. Or you play them close and you come up with a close loss, then you were – look at you. You and Clemson are the only teams to really play Georgia close, and that was the first game of the season – for for Georgia there and that's good news you probably don't drop in the rankings although it is Kentucky so who's to say for sure but uh, that would obviously not be the end of the world or you go down there and you shock the world and you win and you're in the driver's seat for the SEC East you're in the driver's seat for the college football playoffs everything it's the biggest his, it's the biggest win in UK football history, and there's really a, a huge drop off I would imagine between second place there. I initially was thinking to myself, Roush, that like I'm not going to buy into that because I think we should expect more. If UK loses by 40, they have we've seen them lose 2006. They lost 49 to nothing to LSU. Arkansas in what was it, 2012? They canceled the game in the fourth quarter because UK was getting beaten so badly and the weather was starting to turn. We've no, seen the last, we've, the last we, time they played number one last year. I mean, they didn't have Rodriguez and yeah. COVID guys, but they lost 63 to three. Yeah, yeah, they lost. I mean, the scoreboard says 63 to three on it. Like, I, I do think you you don't see the the top tier programs losing like that. Not not frequently, and I'm not saying that's frequently for Kentucky, but averaging one a season or even one every other season is is more than what the programs we want Kentucky to be considered in the same neighborhood with. They're not doing that stuff. So I I, I initially thought 
nah, nah, you got to be kind of close. Like you can lose by 17 and it could still be considered a close game. Not the scoreboard always isn't indicative to how things unfold. And that's kind of the case with the Alabama game last year. Roush was like that first half. It was Kentucky had opportunities and really didn't play too terribly bad for the full 30 minutes. But boy, they did look really bad like the final five minutes of that first half, if I'm remembering correctly. I think the Florida game was pretty similar too, where Kentucky really didn't start out too poorly, did some good things, but then just kind of had a few bad possessions. And before you knew it, the game was was behind them. So that was my initial thought. But the more I've kind of read on this stuff, I'm changing my opinion slightly to where I I, I can understand the notion that Kentucky really can do no wrong. I think both things aren't mutually exclusive necessarily. I don't want Kentucky to get blown out. If we want to consider ourselves as good as a program as we think we are, we got to start putting those behind us, putting those in the past, right. even if it is against the number one team in the country. That being well, said, I wouldn't want this team's confidence to shake Roush if they do go down there and lose 35-7 to seven because Georgia's doing that pretty much to everybody. Well, and even – if it says 21 nothing at the end of the scoreboard if it if those 21 points are scored in the fourth quarter like if it's a game throughout um you know that's different too you don't always see that in the box score but if you have people tuning in for this 330 CBS kickoff and they're staying tuned in because like eh, Kentucky could make something happen or oh man you got to switch the channel over Georgia's only up 7 in the fourth quarter like th- that's the kind of that's where you want to be because you know, I talked to Vince Marrow yesterday and asked him about the recruiting down there. Like, how, how much does it matter beating them? He's like, you know, people in the South used to think we were a joke. They already know we're for real, and this is just, like, the next way to validate that. And you don't want to go be a joke against the team that can kind of just walk in and take whoever they want. You want to at least show that you're close. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's the minimum is proving that you are, in fact, close. This isn't debatable, and U of L fans and haters and losers, of which there are many, won't agree with this. But the SEC East has been Georgia, and then either Kentucky or Florida between yeah. those two. And people say, hey, what, what, "What are you talking about?" And they, and, you know, I don't know how many games Kentucky finished out last year or whatever. But when you have, when you compete, when you finish second, when you have a game to win the East, two out of the last four years, you're in that ballpark, Georgia. And then mix and match Kentucky and Florida. And then it's the rest of the SEC East. Let's show the nation that that gap between one and two isn't as severe as folks think or isn't as uh, substantial as folks think. And there is some truth to that, what Vince said. You you have, and you can kind of validate that with a close game. I, I don't think the, the, the word moral victory always gets kicked around too much and it triggers people one way or another. I don't, I don't really care. But the reason I'm starting to kind of change my tune to those people that are saying, even in a blowout, I won't be too upset about it, is because history is still on the line after this Georgia game. We can't let one game, even if things go south, if they're great, whatever happens on Saturday, you can't let that game dictate the final remaining uh, five games on your schedule because you should win all those games. You are more talented and you're the better team than everybody remaining on your schedule. So if Georgia does beat you, and even if they do beat you somewhat badly, you can't let them beat you twice uh, and you got to take care of business the rest of the way. So that's why I am kind of moving over to those people's sentiments that I don't really care what happens. Yeah, I want it to be close. Yeah, there's a lot on the line. Yeah, I'll be excited if they win. But 
it's too hard not to schedule peak Roush and look a little further down the schedule and say, this is a really tough challenge on Saturday. And I'm going to be so antsy on Saturday. I'm going to wake up early. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to be pumped up. 3.30 is going to roll around. And whatever happens may happen. But Saturday night, I'm going to have the same outlook for the remainder of the season, win every other game remaining on your schedule, including the bowl game. But you worry about that later. But win every other game remaining on your schedule. That doesn't change whether you beat Georgia or whether you lose to Georgia. Or if you lose to Georgia badly, you beat everybody else remaining on your schedule. Period. Yeah, suck at Mississippi State, suck at Tennessee. Although, at least the former. I'm pumped for that Tennessee. Ole, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about that Tennessee Ole Miss game on Saturday. Uh, the UK can lose to Mississippi State, and they can lose to Tennessee. If you play like you did against Chattanooga, you're picking up two L's right then and there. Really, no questions asked. But you should beat them. I think if you play those games ten times, Kentucky's winning at least six in both of them, and probably more in both of them. So you got to take care of business there. Scoots, we've talked a lot here about uh, almost fifteen minutes to start the show. What does an outsider think? My, I was just sitting here thinking, as much as I wish my team, Indiana, was good at football, as much as I wish that was the case, I'm. Some small part of me is really glad it's not when I hear you talk about the weight game on Saturdays. That is rough. A 3.30 game, that's that's one thing. But if it's a 7.30, 8 o'clock game on Saturday and you all are still undefeated, you've got to sit there and twiddle your thumbs all day. One day feels like 100 hours. I don't miss that feeling, I'll tell you that. Oh, that, that's why. Well, good good news for Indiana football. You don't have to yeah. worry about the waiting game. I do not have to worry about the waiting game. Although I think our uh, I saw yesterday our game against Ohio State's a night game. Not sure why. Well, because that- Ohio State is very mad that they're not playing more night games. Very mad. Well, not a good one to put on because yeah, they're going to destroy they, us. They don't like recruiting the uh, in uh, when for the noon games. They don't like those recruiting days, and that's. The Big Ten, their big noon Saturday. So they got to play all their biggest games at noon because if they play them later, then nobody's going to watch because the SEC just means more. That's right. I will I will say Kentucky used to be noon city USA. All, all Saturday, every Saturday, noon Kentucky football games. Then this little thing called the SEC Network came along and UK permanently got put in the 730 slot. Uh, well, so and also – Winning has something to do with that as well. Yeah, it, I'm sure it does. But even some of the early seasons in the Mark Stoops era, you, you still had the 7:30 games pretty much unlocked, and they weren't yeah. winning consistently. But uh, the noon games stink for. Actually, I, I've kind of grown to like them as I've gotten older. But from a recruiting standpoint and big game atmospheres, noon games are just harder to to make big big time atmospheres. Now you, you you know they can't get folks can't get as drunk. Yeah. That was always the worst in college when it was a noon game. And then you went out the night before drinking, and you're like, oh, we got to wake up at 8 to go to the game. Man. That's not good. Yeah, the, the tailgate, you know, those were always a little bit thinner because you would have some Absolutely. folks that would just wake up, like, at game time. And those people were the worst. They always drove me nuts. It's like, dude, you only get so many Saturdays. Just wake the hell up early. You know what? I'm glad you said that. And this rant's probably, like, nine years in the making. But suck at those people that were too God. cool for U.K. football games in college. Like, you dorks. I hope you regret it every day of your lives. God. I mean – just like, oh, I'm so what? tired. Why like, we, we just get moving. Why are we going to tailgate? We're going to lose. We're going to lose by 30. Oh, my God. Those people 
That's the why worst. you tailgate, so you forget the loss. Yeah, that's why, and you don't care. <laughs> you, you know, you're in college. That's what that's what you're supposed to do, you dorks. But anyways, I, I digress. Justin, I wasn't talking so much more about the timing of the game, more so an outsider's perspective on what should UK fans – what do you – if Kentucky gets blown out, what's your perception of UK? See, ah, they they weren't a real six and zero. Oh. They they shouldn't have been ranked near the top ten. Drop those bad boys. They're not a real contender. What what will an outsider's viewpoint be? See, I know I knew what you were talking about. I was just trying to avoid it because I'm not trying to make anybody mad this morning. Um, no, no, please give us the take, Scoot. But no, we I, need I, I think you all have a pretty good outlook on it. I mean, it's regardless of what happens in this game, you're six and one going into game number eight, and you've got five games left on your schedule. Like you said that. You should win. Eleven and one with a loss to Georgia. I, I don't care how bad the loss is. I don't care if it's by hundred. I don't care if it's by three. A loss to Georgia and that's your only loss. Hell of a season. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see. Looking at Kentucky's schedule, I really truly don't see another team that can beat them besides Georgia, and that's crazy. Yeah, and I th- again, I think Mississippi State and Tennessee can. I hear you sure. out, I, and I totally, sure. I totally do agree with you. And if Kentucky does go eleven and one, which we are all saying right now, they should, even regardless what happens Saturday, you're going to be in the college football playoff discussion regardless. I don't think you get in because they'd say, well, they only beat one ranked team, and uh, even though like LSU was on the verge of being ranked, Tennessee wasn't. Tennessee should be ranked. I don't know. I don't think they are right now, but they should be. Uh, if they weren't getting into the meat of their schedule, they'd probably be ranked by the time they play Kentucky. And, hell, if they beat Ole Miss on Saturday, they probably will. And then they've got Alabama, but that one's not going to turn out too well for them. I can't imagine. Never really does for Tennessee. But I don't think you'd get in at 11-1. and one. But, Roush, you'd be in the conversation. And, like, we'd be able to make a case for it. And I'm sure one way or another, this here radio program – will probably get triggered by the rationale of the playoff committee. But I want to I want to be triggered. I want to be in that position. Yes. If Kentucky's 11-1 and they get left out, what more could you have done, really? And you could say, well, you could have won on the road to Georgia. Yeah, that's all you had to do was beat the number one team in the country, maybe historically the best defense in the country at their place uh, when you were really banged up. And again, you know, every team's banged up. I'm not, I'm going to use that to my defense here. So everybody else can just kind of shut up for a second. What more could you have done? What more could, well, you could have beaten teams by more. Okay. Suck it. It's the sec. It's hard. It's a grind. Uh, 11 and one. I want it Roush. Even I want 12 and Oh, uh, but that's going to be a tough challenge. That's not, my, my overall sentiment, this first segment here, regardless of what happened Saturday, five and O to finish the season. You want real chaos too, TJ? Is you beat Georgia, but then you you lose one to Mississippi State or Tennessee? I mean, the college football playoff committee's head. Oh gosh! Because Kentucky would, in theory, still like Kentucky would still go to the SEC championship game, but if they don't win, then they wouldn't be in the playoff. Like they could still put like if Kentucky dropped beat Georgia, dropped one after that, and. <laughs> They're eleven and one. They lose the SEC championship game to Alabama. Georgia gets JT Daniels back. You know the committee's thing into itself. Well, Georgia lost without JT Daniels. Now that he's back, they're a better team. We're gonna put them in the playoff and have them leapfrog their way in. Uh, Man, God, God, there's bless. no way that happens. No, no, it's a hundred percent what happened, Justin. No, he would put a a, a two loss Kentucky team in over a one loss uh, Georgia team. No. 
if your losses are, eh, I don't know. That's tough. The SEC championship game lost Alabama. That would be really tough. It depend, I think it just, just depends whether you lose to Mississippi State or Tennessee and the manner in which you lose that game. That's true. I would uh, also add just God bless Mark Stoops for allowing us to have this conversation. Like, a le- <laughs> like, yes. like a legitimate, real conversation for – Again, realistically, haters and losers don't like to hear it, but for the second time in four years. Last time it was November 2nd, Roush, 2018. Kentucky had one loss on the season. They had, I believe, seven wins. They were 7-1 and one going into that Georgia game, and we were legit. Only loss was overtime at Texas A&M. At, at Texas know. A&M, and I think Texas, you know, Texas A&M, I don't know if they were ranked or not ranked, but they were close they were. at the they time. But, but regardless, we had that conversation. Hey, you know, you got Georgia at home for the East. You win that game. You finish out the season strong. You're going to have to be in the conversation for the college football playoffs. We're doing it again. Uh, we're doing that again in 2021 when we were doing it in 2018. And – I never in a million years would think that that would be possible, Roush, when we were in college and what we were just talking about, having to convince friends to tailgate and go to games. And uh, one one reason why I didn't mind so much covering those terrible, terrible teams was wasn't like there was really anything else going on anyways. Like people weren't going to the game. So uh, God bless Mark Stoops for allowing this to be a legitimate and real conversation that can and should be taking place among Kentucky fans, regardless of what happens Saturday, there's a path where you're in the conversation for the college football playoffs, regardless of how it would all shake out. This team just needs to keep taking care of business, and you can send a really, really loud and powerful message to the rest of the league and the rest of the country on Saturday, depending on what you do between the hedges. And Justin's right. I don't know how I'm making it to 3.30 on Saturday. I, I, I just uh, – I don't know. And, Roush, I'm really hoping that once it's like 3.45, Kentucky's not down two possessions. Because sometimes, you know, that Georgia game in 2018, Georgia made it they, – they took that crowd out of that game real quick. Now, this game, of course, on the road for Kentucky, a home game for Georgia. You, you If Georgia starts as hot as they did in 2018 – that ain't going to be good news for Kentucky. Uh, you won't even be able to have the crowd to try to help you somewhere down the road. It's going to be a frenzy at that place. So I hope Kentucky doesn't start slowly. They didn't again tell us you, which was nice to see. It was kind of funny. We were doing the podcast with Lucky yesterday, and he's like, man, as much time as I gripe about how much uh, ESPN talks playoff, here I am talking playoff and loving every second of it. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. The, the playoff conversation – uh, halfway through the season is fun if you can if you're kind of in the mix with it. So man, so uh, great. And man, if we if you get this win and you got a bye week next week, oh buddy, huh, we got like two weeks to just be the most biggest bloviating gas bag, just butt slapping. You know what's this side of the Mississippi? It's going to be a glorious, glorious two weeks of the Cats can pull off the biggest win in school history Saturday between the hedges. I, I'm i kind of hoping they do win this game. That would be a lot of fun for two weeks, just thinking about all the possibilities. But even if they lose, this is 2018, maybe not so much, but this year is a legit shot for Kentucky to make the playoffs. And like you all said, thanks, Stoops, for that. It's nice that you have the ability to be able to talk about that. But this year, it's 
I, I think there's a really, really good shot for the Cats. What I like, too, about this, TJ, is that this team doesn't – I feel like the expectations aren't as high because as good as Chris Rodriguez is, as good as DeAndre Square and Yusuf Corker are, you don't have just the the personalities really dominating the conversation one way or another. Um, like Josh Allen and Benny Snell did, you you felt like it was like, all right, we've got these superstars. We've got to make them last while we can. I know Will Levis, he's got the TikToks and everything, but you still feel like there's more for him to give. You know, you, you feel like that way for uh, a lot of these guys where there's not just, it's it's kind of a team effort in a, in a sense in that you aren't relying completely on one or two guys to play out of their minds for you to have a chance to win football games. Of course, there were more than just Josh Allen and Benny Snell on that team, but those were your your cash cows. You know, those are your bell cows that you really leaned on. You lean on Chris Rodriguez to do a lot for you. You lean on Wondell Robinson to do a lot for you. But there are other guys out there making plays that if those guys do have or aren't world beaters, there are other guys out there that can help you win some football games. Yeah, I think that's a debate we could have. Which team is the more marketable? And uh, bad news for 2018 is that it doesn't matter if they were more marketable, 2021 is going to be making more money because of this little thing called the nil. So uh, I, that, I, I actually don't know if I totally agree with you. I, I think this team maybe has more personalities, but – 2018 was kind of like the first time Kentucky football was back on the national stage since 2007. And, and, you know, maybe you even need to go further than that because that season did have plenty of uh, some head scratching losses with it more so than 2018, which really just had the one that weird, weird Tennessee game, which was super frustrating. But, uh, but that's why I kind of push everything we're talking about today is why I kind of push back on the folks that say old Kentucky football is officially dead uh, and kind of led by your former ex boss, which you'll be quick to remind everybody that he's got like the, the largest platform. So that's why he kind of stands out as being the one that says it and, and probably needs to, to stop saying it is because this, this happened in 2018. We yeah, still it happened had, a we, long time ago. We, we it, did this whole old yeah. Kentucky football's over it is. Like it, it five is. years ago. This, this is a, I think we did it when Austin McGinnis hit that kick. I think that was the first time we said that. Yeah, I, and, and we've said it. We've said it many times. But this is a program that is number two in the East. It's number two in the East, right there with Florida. If you want to say it's number three, right behind Florida, I'll disagree with you. But okay, you can have it. That you can have it that way as well. That's the, the and it's been that way. That's not. That's not unique to just this season. It's been that way. So the old Kentucky football that people keep referencing, that is long gone. Uh, this is a program that should be considered a competitor to win the East because they have been, and they have a chance to not clinch on Saturday, but really put themselves in a nice position to get to Atlanta. All you got to do is go beat the number one team in the country. Easier said That's than all done. You do. That's all you got to do. All right, we'll come back. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And remember to pop by Thornton's on your way into the office and get some fresh coffee, delicious, delicious donuts. 
they've got it all when it comes to breakfast cuisine and full kitchen man it's awesome it's the it, best it, it, and there's thorns everywhere too so no excuse not to swing by on your way into work you deserve it and plus you're pretty tired you're like roush you're like myself and you're like scoots you need a little coffee to get you pumped up uh, in my in my instance water or powerade but all the same Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Nobody steals from Creed Bratton and gets away with it. The last person to do this disappeared. His name? Creed Bratton. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Nobody cares about your fantasy football team, something that you needed to hear. You probably already know, but if you don't, nobody cares. Just that that goes for everywhere, at the bar, at Mm -hmm. the tailgate, and and definitely don't go as far as pulling up your team, for God's sake. Nobody cares, And, and nobody cares about our teams either. Uh, doesn't mean we don't talk about them every so often. I'm not going to do that here, but I will say this. If your leagues aren't doing free agent bidding for free agents, you're you're doing it wrong. And I'm a commissioner of a league that doesn't do it. And just so those folks know, we're switching to free agent bidding for next week. It's too fun. It's a little game within a game each and every week. Are you familiar, Roush? No, no. I mean, but it, I, I get – I don't you, think you, you get, have to do you, too much explaining. Yeah. Is it, it's different from the waiver wire? It's different from the waiver wire. Yeah. Traditional fantasy leagues are you, – you can kind of switch it up how you want it, but if you're like my other league, if you're in last place, you're first priority on the waiver wire. And that's a way to keep things competitive throughout the season where the worst teams are getting the best available players and the best teams aren't getting those players – and they gotta and they have to live with that. I I'm all right with that. Like that's fine. But the free agent bidding is a lot more fun. Uh, on Yahoo, you get a hundred dollars, just a hundred fake fantasy dollars, and those are your free agent bucks throughout the year. So you can for example, my team is kind of not playing well the last few weeks, and I need a running back because uh, Hilaire on on the Chiefs is on the IR now. Uh, again, I'm talking about my fantasy team, but this is for an example. So I needed a running back. So I put a $31 bid on Daryl Williams, the backup in Kansas City. And I just woke up this morning to see that the second place bid was $30. So like what a perfect bid on my part. Yes, I'm down $31 on my overall bucks, but I needed a running back. So this comes at an important time. And now who's the Colts backup there, uh, Justin? Running back? Yeah. Would it be Marlon Mack or Mar- Marlon Mack? Yeah, or Naheem well, Hines, one of the two. No, I think okay. Yeah, it's Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is, yeah. is rumored. He's the third string, but he's rumored to be going to Kansas City to be yeah. the starter. He's requested a trade from the Colts supposedly even before all this went down. Yep. So there's rumors that that's going to happen. So this bid could end up being worthless. But it, it adds such a fun little caveat to fantasy leagues that can 
kind of get dull and stale throughout the season. And then Devontae Booker, who now is going to be the starter in New York. We're waking up to see the last place team in our league spend $80 on Devontae Booker. The next highest bid was $26. So he way overbid for this dude. And now he's only got $20 left the rest of the season. Mm. And you can get a player for free. You don't have to spend money on a, on a dude. It, but if somebody were to bid $1 on him, you wouldn't get the player. So it's always good to have a little extra cash in your pocket. Just a little heads up to fantasy leagues as you're getting closer and closer to the midway point. Something to think of uh, for your next fantasy in- endeavors. So do you know everyone's bids or is it just a crapshoot you're guessing to try mm-hmm. to win? You find out Wednesday morning when the players are given to assigned to teams. So you don't so know. You, if, if you had play. no idea that you outbid old buddy by a dollar. By a dollar, yeah. But one thing I've learned That's and crazy. All these most of these guys are U of L goobers, so they don't listen to my show and I'm I'm cool with that. Is you always you can't you can't do a round number. Round numbers get you beat. You gotta go one above or two above a round number. Uh, you gotta you gotta play chess when these when these goobers are playing checkers. So a thirty dollar bid all I had to do was go 31. I, I figured somebody wasn't probably going to go higher than that. But it adds – and I know there's probably people listening and saying that that's why you should do the auction drafts where you're paying – like where your whole draft is bidding on players. I've never done one of those. I'd be open to it. I really still don't fully understand how they work, not that you need to describe it here on the text line or anything like that, on the Thornton's text line, but I'm sure that would be <laughs> fun too. But uh, it just adds, this adds a little something each and every week. Yeah, I uh, have. I couldn't even tell you. Actually, no. Two weeks ago, I thought about making a trade, but I, I'm not going to. <laughs> I just don't do fantasy football in the middle of the week. Sunday morning, wake up, move some people around, and you know what? Doesn't matter. Sometimes I pick the right players. Sometimes I pick the wrong ones. It happens. I, I'm the I same way, Ralph. I don't trade either. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay, but you all are. You all are plagues to fantasy football leagues. Just don't play. Nobody's going to miss you. Just don't play. I mean, but like, that's You're our not... entire mindset. Like, the, like, there's not a I, bunch I, of people wheeling and dealing. See, know? I just don't get – I don't, don't ever get offered good trades. And, and the good trades that I offer, nobody accepts. So, yeah. I've just – the past two or three years, I just haven't traded, period. I can relate on the good offers, nobody accepting bit. But uh, trades are fun. And I've got an Owen. You can call me Owen, unfortunately, in one of my other leagues, which is really, really embarrassing. I have had. Owen who? Uh, oh and five unfortunately <laughs> but uh, i have had injuries i've got excuses but my team just has underperformed and has not been very good whatsoever i'm not going down without a fight like i'm going to be making trades and even if it's a trade that doesn't look too good for me i've got to mix some things up i'm somebody that definitely will want to try to do things to avoid what seems to be a pretty bad season so far nobody's biting on my trades but that's okay that, that's all right some other folks will get desperate we'll get some wheeling and dealing going at some point but you got to make some trades you got to make some moves throughout the season uh, throughout the week uh yeah i mean i just don't i don't care um, and it's a little surprising from you roush because like you're you are literally on a computer all all day well but but the, and like i'm not trying to like woe is me but like i'm when i'm on the computer i'm doing i'm doing stuff for work about 95 percent of the time and lately the other five percent is like oh what did this appraisal say like oh what you know like i've got all that other junk going on right now so 
Um, I, I did think about trading Rob Gronkowski tight end number two for a running back if it makes you feel better. And then he got hurt. So I'm waiting for him to come back and then we'll kind of see from but there. Still got still still 500. So I'm not too mad. It's because every week it's just do I pick the right receivers? And uh, in fact, uh, I've been I should have been more stubborn and kept guys that stunk early on because they were good last weekend. So that's on me. Uh, I've got to be more stubborn. What uh, what did the appraisal say? Uh, it's less than whatever our asking was. What? Um, it came in low? Yeah, yeah, it came in low. Oh, what a goober appraiser. Maybe so, you should have used your guy, TJ. Oh, it oh, came in yeah, like... You, you don't it, get a pick. It came in way low, too. Like... No, I mean, what? like 10,000, 15,000 less. Wait, less. for the house you're buying or the house that you're the, the, selling? The house we're buying. Oh, well, that's not necessarily bad news for you, though. Right, right, right. We, it's not the worst. We got down payment. So, you know. Um, yeah. But um, I thought you were yeah. talking about for years. And I was going to be like, oh, my gosh, that's bogus. That, there's no way. We did have some goober, though, that rescinded their offer. Like, they were really trying to lowball us. And we're like, no. <laughs> and they tried to, they were like, okay, well, I'll give you a little bit more. And then within six hours, they'd taken back that offer. It's like, you were never going to get this house. You, 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 you went through it twice and you were, it took you two times to convince you just to put an offer down. Like you do not know what this market's like, lady. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, that the whole process can be so frustrating. Uh, and, and one more thing about the whole computer, you, you do sound kind of like Justin with the no time bit when you're, yeah, when you say yeah. that you're on your computer and you're doing work 95% of the time. I I was uh, I was a writer for for many years, Roush, and back when we both had a full head of hair. And you 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 doodle, you you stray from work from time to time. You go to different websites and check out different things and you take a break throughout articles. Unless you're some sort of maniac, you're not I mean, a maniac, my, my, are you? My breaks though are me just like getting distracted by Twitter and like fighting with a Louisville fan or something, you know, like that kind of just like, can you believe this? So it's like work tertiary, which I guess fantasy football technically is, but it just something about it. I uh, just you know the the extra effort the, to remind myself on Tuesdays to do it. It's just yeah, you know. I'll yeah. usually on Thursdays. Well. I got to do it on Tuesdays for the free agents, but usually on Wednesdays or Thursdays, I'll sit down for like 15 minutes and I'll make all my bets for the week or I'll make all my picks for the unsponsored picks of the week. And then I will uh, see and, and then I'll make my fantasy adjustments as well. Well, and that's the thing is if I left fantasy in there, it would, it would make like th that would make the most sense. But that's the, the killer part is like, Hell, I gotta have picks ready by like, this, you know, we're doing more and more stuff. Like, I've got to have picks ready by today. And uh, hell, I haven't even like I've taken a glance at the board, but you know, it's just th that that's become my. It's not technically work, but it technically is kind of work where I've got to do more and more stuff, and that can you know, just it's time consuming. I understand, and I I can't see the full text. I guess maybe Justin's already sent it over to the Thornton's text line. But Keith, if you're complaining about the fantasy talk, I'm not talking about my teams, buddy. All right, we're talking about overall formats and settings, and that's sports. And this is a sports radio show, and you can suck it, pal. Uh, Roush, where do you want to go next? Um, hmm. there's a, there's a couple different things uh, that that we could get to. We could even get to the Thornton text line if we wanted to. We always find ourselves kind of backed up against the wall with that. Why don't we do that 
um, because they might bring up some stuff that we want to discuss. And we haven't we haven't gone about that way in a while. Let's do so, it. Yeah, the Thornton yeah. Sex Line, 502-414-1450. You text it in and we read it on air. Uh, unless we forget which happens, there's, there's the clause for that person that was whining the other day. I'm looking forward to this basketball season. I'm not looking forward to our dumbass fans coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. And... Goodness gracious, Travis Graft of CatsIllustrated.com, who uh, does a great job with recruiting, does U L recruiting as well. He says that he thinks Bona is going to be going to UCLA now, and that makes nobody happy. We wanted a, a we wanted Bona for Kentucky, and but we did say we didn't really care that much, Roush, because. We thought that you could get somebody better in the transfer portal, which you could. And secondly, who's to say Damian Collins and Oscar Shibway were to, are going to leave? And some people say that Oscar can't make money off nil because yeah. of his visa. Yeah, that's like First, Max is in a similar situation. Too. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm sure there's got to be some like wink, wink, nod, nod ways around that. But people are that are so persistent that he's going to leave to go make money after this season, then why would he have ever transferred to Kentucky at all? Why wouldn't yeah, he have just he left just West Virginia come. mid-year right, and just right. went and played professionally somewhere? Or stuck it out one year at West Virginia. He would have, you know, he had – or. He, he did a year and a half. I'm talking, I should say the second year instead of the year, but finish that second year. He probably still gets drafted or he could have left after his first year where he was definitely on draft boards, but I, I could totally see him coming back partially because I think he loves Kentucky. And I think he absolutely loves being a UK basketball player too, because who's to say he's going to be good enough to go somewhere too. Like I hope he is, that'd be good news for UK, but I don't think it's a guarantee that NBA teams are going to be salivating over a six, eight center who does have a jump shot, but he can't shoot threes and doesn't have the best touch around the rim. Like I'm excited about what he's going to bring to Kentucky this season, but I think our expectations should be kept in check with him. The the also the Bona stuff. As much as I want to have big Bona news to share all the time, uh, the from my understanding, the other side is very focused on how many touches he's going to get. That would not be that would not gel well with this upcoming Kentucky basketball team. Like Adam Bona, you're a fine basketball player. I would want you to be like the fifth or sixth scoring option on next year's basketball team. Let's just let's just be yeah. real. And, and so you, I, you can you can get somebody better in the transfer. Yeah, you can get somebody yeah, better in the transfer market. Think how many good bigs were available this past season. Walker Kessler, obviously Kofi, uh, can t- either one of those options would be better than a freshman Bona. Now that's not to say that Cal maybe didn't misplay this situation. The lively loss stings a hell of a lot more than Bona, and we're not even really probably talking about Bona if. We're not. We're not talking about him if, if Lively commits to Kentucky. That one hurts significantly more. That one bothered me more. If Bona goes to UCLA, I will question his decision-making playing for Mick Cronin over John Calipari, but neither here nor there. Kentucky's going to be all right. You maybe worry about Bona when he's a sophomore or junior, but you can always maybe plug that gap or get a star freshman that you you feel just as good about. You're not going to miss him so much as a freshman. You can get somebody better in the transfer portal, or you could have possibly some people returning. Lively stings a hell of a lot more. That dude's a freak. Yeah. And he's going yeah, to play for John Shire. Freak. What a loser. God, idiot. 
So all the UK fans that were freaking out about Bumble, it's the same folks every single time. Just those those people, the world would be such a better place if they just took a break from basketball recruiting. They can't handle it. They can't handle it. The um, I I think we the how you know that graph is one hundred percent correct, and that it feels like Bona's going elsewhere. Uh, Look at what UK did yesterday. They went and visited. Matuk, uh, I, I, I think I know that's his last name, uh, but another an six ten guy in that do, class. Do do you know? Do you know that's his last name? It could be his first name. If we're gonna be completely honest, <laughs> just know it's a six ten guy. And I was very confused by the picture because there was just it was it was just a very funny picture because they all looked too old. Like Matuk looks too old to be in high school, <laughs> or Maluk. That's what it is. Iwer Maluk is his name. Um, but like all the guys in the picture just have beards and look old. So like I don't. I guess the guy in the back is the one that's the basketball player. I mean, he must be. But man, it's a funny. Always picture. makes for. And there's a guy wearing UK shorts in the picture. Always makes for great radio when you describe a picture. Well, Slater was the one that put it out. I, I'm assuming it's on our site. Yeah, it's not on our yeah. site. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, well, again, you know, talking about a picture that nobody can see while listening. To That's my recruiting update is I saw a picture of John Calipari <laughs> with a bunch of bearded men. One of them apparently is good at basketball. Oh, guy, man. But it also tells you, like, uh, maybe the bonus stuff isn't, you know, may, maybe that's out the door. The bonus ship has sailed. Yes. Well. That's fine. Kentucky will. Uh, that one doesn't doesn't sting whatsoever. Uh, lively hurt more significantly, and Kentucky will be fine on the transfer market. Text on into the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. People do grow, but Gruden was in his late forties when he sent those emails. That's different than a kid's tweet tweets from when they were fifteen, in my opinion. All right, last things I'll say on Gruden. Although these certainly won't be the last things I say on Gruden. <laughs> Because we've got more texts coming in about it. I don't want to defend the dude. I don't know him. I I was entertained hearing him talk football. That that does not, that could still make him the worst person in the world. It could make him a candidate for sainthood. I I don't know the dude. So it's not really my place to defend him. I generally like to side more on forgiveness and finding ways to be productive and not kicking people out and keeping people in. But I understand there's situations where that doesn't apply. I think something in these regards where it's not in the last couple months or the last year where it's 10 years old in this situation, if you had a good relationship with Gruden, if you were Mark Davis and you had that goofy haircut, if you had a good relationship with him, what I think I'd do and it's something like this is I would go around to the locker room. I'd go around to other coaches. I'd go reach out and talk to whoever I felt necessary. And I'd just say, do you feel, are you surprised by this? Are you, or would you be surprised if you found out that there, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd paint the hypothetical, I'd do it however I'd need to do it. And I'd get people's candid answers. And if they felt like that was, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh yeah. He's, he, he says terrible things. I mean, does uh, he, it surprise you though? 
Well, no, it doesn't. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the dude. But I don't either. I, but it doesn't. It still doesn't surprise me. When I hear former players and former coaches of his say nobody should be surprised by that, then yeah, we probably should listen to those folks. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really surprise me. He he seems very outspoken. He's always kind of cursing on the sidelines and stuff like that. Uh, and he's a football guy, and football guys are masculine, and they do all that sort of stuff. But I would for something that happened so long ago. I would talk to people that are around him currently, see if they're surprised by it. If they are, then maybe you have a conversation and seeing how everybody can kind of grow and heal and learn from this. If they are not surprised by it, then yeah, you obviously move on. You don't want something like it. It, it was this kind of well-kept secret. Then now it's out there and you need to to move in a different direction. So that's, that's yeah. my final well, thoughts on the Gruden stuff. I, I think the the difference, though, is it wasn't just like one email from 11 years ago. I mean, it's a lot of emails over it is. like a seven-year yeah. span. So it's not just a one-off. He called his boss a slur. But when, like, which you, I, I think, <laughs> I guess it's, is it, is, is Roger Goodell his boss? Like, I mean, I guess kind of. In a way, in a pecking order, sure. Yeah. So like, you know. People get fired for calling their bosses names, and and for what it's worth, he didn't get fired. He resigned. So like yeah, the people, yeah. the people that get worked up about the cancel culture are just as bad as the people that get worked up about the cancel culture. If you get what I'm saying, like those everybody's so annoying with all that stuff. When people whine about cancel culture, they're annoying. When people whine well, about people whining about cancel culture, you right. all are equally as annoying. But he resigned in this instance, and I I I, I think just because you say stuff doesn't mean you hate the things that you're saying. I, I, I refuse to believe that. Uh, I think just because you may have an outdated vocabulary doesn't mean you're homophobic. Uh, doesn't mean that you're not. I don't know. I, that's why I'm not going to defend him. I don't know how he feels about people in those situations. It's it, it, If it was a close friend, I guess I'd have a better opinion on it. He's a complete and total stranger to me. But just because you say words or you write words doesn't mean you feel certain ways about certain things. You could. It could mean you mean those things. That's why I just I would go around people that have relationships with him close now or just are around him, work with him, whatever it may be. And they, I, everybody's saying it's not a surprise, Roush, so... Uh, there you'd have your answer. It was best probably to go in, in different directions in this instance, but uh, it's a tough situation with this sort of stuff. And it's something that is going, has continued to happen and it kind of will as older generations don't really realize what's already all out there for them. Uh, then another texter does, I mean, it's back to back. So it's kind of a nice little bow to put on this conversation. He said, he's not canceled. He's a multimillionaire who got fired, uh, technically resigned because he used homophobic and racial slurs in company emails. Also with the company email aspect of it, just he'll be on TV within two years. Not everyone who gets fired for being a dumbass is canceled. We need to stop saying everyone who gets in trouble or fired for saying offensive things is canceled. Yeah. yeah. That's like the easy like we we have those like kind of trigger words now too that we just kind of lean on too often and it's it's annoying um but no he resigned because he said things that were going to be an enormous distraction for that football team yeah and there's and he probably would have gotten fired ultimately or fined for or suspended for a long time but he knew that if if you're staying around like there it would have been really hard for that team to move on and get past what he was said. And hell, there might be more emails out there. I mean, <laughs> you know, 
Oh, there, there certainly they, are. Keep coming out. Uh, there, you know? there is no doubt about that. What I would, Here, what I, one thing that I would say though is the fact that the NFL is not going to release anything on the Washington football team. That is, oh, that is corruption. That, that, yeah. that is wild. Well, but, but didn't the feds aren't they the ones who actually did the rating? I don't know. Right. All I know I, is I the think, NFL doesn't plan on releasing any of the findings. So I that I hope that the feds since they were a part of the raid, I hope that they do as like an obligation because there could be some criminal stuff. Because here's the thing. If they got Gruden, like who else do they have stuff well, on now? No, that's the crazy thing is though. You have this huge investigation on the Washington football team. And the only thing that comes out of it is the Las Vegas Raiders coach is, is fought, resigns is for, yeah. is basically kind of forced to resign. This is and some nothing, shady Goodell stuff, man. Nothing <laughs> this is so shady. Not a single other thing comes out. And then you wonder if it's like, what if Goodell just got offended by that email and said, "Hey, you're out of here, buddy." I'll like, cover you're out of, up you're out of all league. of your treatment of women and showing like topless pictures of cheerleaders and you know all of this sort. Of, I'll cover that up, but I'm and, not going. I, I, but when you say something bad about me, you're done. And the fact it was a slow leak, like it was like, all right, we're gonna put something else out there. Oh, he's still the coach? Okay. Well, floodgates. See you later. Um, wild, wild stuff. We got to go to a break. Hour one done. Hour two coming up next. We'll do the daily double. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Roll Radio. TJ Walker, call. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you joining us. Join us on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Remember to download the Thornton's app, become a Refreshing Rewards member, and save money each time you're at the pump. Shout out to Kelly, Leonardo, and Alex Cupper. We love Thornton's. What else can you say? Text on in. We're going to read it. We have plenty more to get to here in this second hour. I do want to just start randomly with this because we don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but... Kentucky, what are you doing making fans pay $10 for a, 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 a ticket, a ticket stub? I don't even, is it going to be a special ticket? Commemorative ticket. Wait, I know, but like what's, what's commemorative about it? It's just a ticket because everything is not printed. So like, <laughs> if you want to say that you had a ticket to the game, you can buy a ticket to the game after you yeah. already bought a ticket to the game. Yeah. What, what a Give season ticket holders this ticket for free. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, what a small gesture Especially that you could do for your season ticket holders yeah. to give them that ticket. You should have mailed it and paid for the shipping for each and every one of your season ticket holders or just not done this at all. One or the two. What you did was the, the you chose mm -hmm. wrong. Like, how did that get through so many people not being like, wait a minute, hold on. These people, a lot of them, their entire lives, whether 80, 70, 60, they've been going to UK games for a really long time. For 99%, 98% of those seasons, they've had tangible tickets. 
we are the reason they don't anymore. And now we're going to make them pay for the, what? What are we doing? Yeah. Weird. I bet the, you know I, I bet the, I bet the, uh, the people in the suites got them for free. <laughs> They're going to be on their seats when they come mm. to the Krogue for that Tennessee game. You ain't kidding. You ain't but, kidding. Like, gosh, just how did nobody, how did nobody say like, wait a minute, you all don't, maybe we don't go through with this charging money on it. I, it what? So silly, but and who's, whatever. Who's, it's who's, not, who's it's not asking like, for that too? You know, like who's, I want to buy a ticket to say that I was there. It's like people just take pictures of them being there now. What do you, what do you need a, you need a and, ticket sub for? And people are going to buy that. And I'm sure probably many already have, but if you're going to do something like that, just, just get, just, just give them out. Give them to your season ticket holders. Uh, that was kind of my point. Have people bought them? I, I mean, I don't know anybody that has, and I don't know anybody that will, but that's not ne- like it's for like, you know, a few <laughs> like my dad's friends, you know, I, I like, no, I, I mean, I used to collect ticket stubs and when I rushed the field against Louisville and LSU in 2007, I pulled grass up from the turf and you can't do that anymore. I suppose maybe you could get scissors and, you know, cut some of it or take some of the little uh, pebbles there if, if you chose to, but I, I was all about ticket stubs. I was all about all that, but, uh, that was just when I was a kid, but I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't if I had that Florida ticket stub. I probably would hold on to it. But yeah, I yeah. I, I don't. And now I guess I could pay ten dollars for one. Ooh, you know what? If I pay ten dollars for one, nobody's going to remember in twenty years that I didn't go to that game, and I'll have proof that I, that would be as good as proof as any that I was there. Right? Right. Right. Wow. There you go. All right. But UK, come on, you got to be smarter than that. Not really a huge deal, but that was silly. Uh, you know what else is silly? What? Seeing Brian Luttrell wearing Georgia gear on SEC Network. What the hell? You're our, one of our number one Kentucky fans, and you're out here wearing Georgia stuff the week that we played Georgia? What the hell? Backstreet's whack, all right? I thought they were both wearing UK stuff. He had he put on a UK hat, but he had a Georgia shirt on. Oh, I guess I didn't notice the shirt. He's, he says... Uh, uh, it's not really a long story, but my wife's from Marietta and I'm married into a bulldog family. So happy wife, happy life. Like, buddy, oh, I have get a, it. Have I'm a married spine. Into, yeah, like, dude, I'm married into Ohio State family. You don't see me rocking Brutus Buckeye everywhere. Get the hell out of here, Brian Luttrell. Yeah, Hannah's a U of L goober. It, like, you know, I, I I love her all the same, but I'm not gonna wear U of L stuff. Yeah, like you you won't wear UK stuff to a game and be a jerk about it, but you're not gonna be wearing you're not gonna be throwing your L's up with your Cardinal Bird hat on. Gosh, it's disappointing. Kevin Richardson was there too, and he said, "Just let me set the record straight." When Kentucky is playing, he's cheering for them, no matter who they're playing. Even if it's Georgia, he's bleeding blue. So, man, there actually I mean, is a picture of out, out there of me wearing a U of L hat, but it was forced on me for the picture, and I was not privy to what was going on at the time. Yeah, like there's a picture. Um, I like lost a bet and had to wear a U of L uh, jersey when I was on the radio with Vanetti. So, you know. Oh, did you lo- yeah. What was the bet? It was, it, it was great radio. Uh, everybody could see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've got that a, was five I've got a picture ago. from when I was like a year old in a Kentucky onesie. 
Yeah. Oh, they, well, so you were a Kentucky Denver. fan before anything else. Yeah. I think I think yeah. we probably should have burned it. Well, grew up bleeding blue. Oh my gosh. Oh goodness I gracious! Oh, I just don't mom, want the evidence. My mom used to dress me up in all the stuff too when I was a baby. It was people. People forget that their uh, game day is going to be at Georgia on Saturday. People forget that. Yeah, people do, and people also forget that they are having SEC Network there too. I, I have. I'm not one of those people. I remember both. What are you? Now, gonna, are what are you going to go to? Ooh, you and Luck get split up, but you both. No, bo- but no, no, no. But you both vlog your experiences, and we see who has more fun. Oh, I. <laughs> we really. <laughs> Is there any chance that SEC Nation has more fun? <laughs> yeah. Well, Tebow's there. Who? Who? When given the like, what, what, <laughs> I mean, when given the choice, who is going to go to that other one? You know. Oh, well, I guess maybe some opportunistic people that are like, you know what? If we want to be at the front of the line for game day, you got to get up like three or four a.m. I, I bet we can sleep until eight for SEC Network. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I got all the information about you know when where everything is but i'm not sure on a map how far or close they are to one another because i do think that you'd have to they just put them them right next they put them right next to each other and you can't hear either one properly (laughs) i could i could definitely see him doing the thing though where it's like when you go to a music festival and the crowds kind of back up to one another um you know, and the the music is kind of facing each other, and yeah. you get that one weird point where you can kind of hear both. Now, I don't really care that much to hear both. I think it. I mean, this will only be the second college game day I've ever been to, so I'm definitely going to go to that one. Um, and actually, though, Kentucky lost that game, so should I go? Yeah, you need to go. Who? I mean, yeah, you need to go. Yeah, yeah, that was 15 years ago. It's not going to be jinx again. I, I really hope that there's a lot of blue. Throughout, obviously, Georgia's as loyal as a SEC fan base and as kind of rabid as there is one, but I, I bet there's going to be. Blue gets in, as people say. Yeah, and I know there's quite a few folks who, hey, this this opportunity is happening. I can't miss out on it. I'm going down to Georgia, and there's also just you know there's a lot of UK fans in Catlanta. That's a short drive away to Cathens, so. Um, <laughs> I'm expecting a lot of a lot of blue to get in. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Good point about the 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 Catalana, and I'll be excited to see it. Yeah, I was talking with Hannah, and we were like two years ago, three years ago. I, I'm probably like trying to convince you for me to go to every one of these games just to follow what is going to what appears to be and should be a special season. Like Man. I definitely probably would have gone to Columbia. Because I love I love going to Columbia, uh, I I'm, seem to be in the minority in in that regard. No, and then nice. if you're six and zero going, it you can't not go to Athens, right? Like you've you've been to Athens before too, correct? Yes, yeah. I wasn't blown away by it, but I was. It was cool. Like I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm, a, I'm I guess I, I, think- I enjoy it, and also there's something about. Uh, so yesterday we show up to practice, and you know they always play the kind of road. Uh, sounds before you go and I, I just I like everything about Sanford Stadium it's built in between two hills it's very old and they've just kind of unlike Tennessee they actually planned their expansions of the stadium so it's it's really cool 
It's a pretty environment. And it's not, they're not obnoxious there. You know, they play Bob O'Reilly as like their one of their hype videos before. You've got the hey Georgia Bulldogs. And like I kind of, you know, like it's not bad. It's not obnoxious. Like I and I've just everything about the Georgia experience. If they I, I I'm glad that Kentucky gets to go down there. Uh, I wish they weren't so good because they would probably be the second, like my second favorite team that I would cling on to. Uh, but since they're not, they're in our division. We got to kick their ass this Saturday, and Georgia can suck it. Even that, that bulldog, get out of here, Uga. I think a lot of UK fans share that sentiment that it, it they don't, they're not as annoyed with Georgia as they are with other programs in the SEC. I don't know exactly what it is. And like anything in life, I think so much of my trip to Athens, which was a blast. I really enjoyed it. But I'm just talking more specifically the city and the campus and stuff like that was were expectations because everybody just raves about Athens. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool, but I, I, I think some other SEC towns I've been to are just as cool, if not cooler, and they don't get the, the same type of praise. But uh, yeah, and I'm sure there are pro- pro- probably plenty of jerk Georgia fans if you run into them, if you're unlucky. But I yeah. also agree They'll that, bark at you. that they, they they aren't as as hostile. You're not, like, fearful well, for your safety. Like They're, uh, they're, they're can... not as obnoxious. And I think they're also, like, kind of funny caricatures of themselves. So, like, when you – I did a radio hit. Or I guess it was a Zoom hit for a podcast. I don't know. It was with Tex Ags. And the, uh, the the Georgia guy they had on was the most Georgia guy ever. All he was missing was a bigger beer gut, but he had on the Masters Augusta National Polo. He had these huge swooping bangs, and he, you know, had to talk like this a little bit, not as deep as Savannah. But there's just you, I, you can picture that Georgia fan, the older guy with the PFG and his tucked into his red shorts. And his belly sticking out, and his big bangs. Like it's just, and they got a visor on, so you can really see the bangs flowing. Like those Georgia fans, they're fun, they're harmless, they're just some good old boys. So, do you think that they thought that you were the representation of Kentucky fans? No, no, not at all. Please tell me that your ears were visible, Roush. I can't make any promises. If the, you the do one thing that is spots, down, you need to like put little pins behind your ears and let them poke out a little bit, just so they can see them. That's a good point. <laughs> it is. It is disappointing too that like I'm doing more things elsewhere, but I'm. I'm I mean, my, my I don't really have an office right now. Like I used to have a nice little background setup. Now I don't, and I refuse to have those bull crap. Like those backgrounds stink. So like I've just got a cabinet behind me. It's nothing. It's just a cabinet. It's not as near as cool as like this guy set up he had like a wood background and a big sign it was like dog post i mean it was it was top notch top notch so you'll get my stuff back in order yeah you'll you'll get it set up sooner than later and and where where can we find that uh texags.com i'm just just kidding yeah suck it buddy yeah is that the 20 or is that the on (laughs) is it is that the on three is that the on three site no, Tex Ags is uh they're still independent. They're they're one of they're I think since we got out of the game, they're the last big independent one. But they actually 
I say independent, but they have like a big VC behind them. Yeah, um, I must be thinking of an, every one of a Texas A&M website has ag somewhere in the web handle. I can't think of one without face. it. Yeah. Um, ag yell, yell, ag yell or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's- and just like the dogs, there's always a like dog post. R on three one is dogs HQ. I think there's a dog pound like that. <laughs> Oh, a few wow. people have responded to my tweet just showing disappointment in Kentucky charging $10 for a tangible ticket, uh, and they're kind of funny. One says, it comes with a 3,000 K fun points. <laughs> so kind of going to the donor <laughs> bit. And then somebody says, wait, you didn't print out your QR code and frame it? <laughs> <laughs> Which, somebody right, says, can we swing talk a about the- Swinging a Mitch, that's really good. Uh, we also need to discuss the posters. Have you seen the basketball posters this year? I kind of like them. But the like schedule them? poster doesn't have the schedule on it. Oh, the schedule's like, not on it? No, you have to scan a QR code. Like, my whole point of having the poster, I, thought I, like, the, I, thought, I like having at the radio station, you just look over and you see the schedule. Okay. Well, I thought that, like, in the hometowns, they were the games. I don't think so. I think you have to schedule the QR code in the bottom left corner. I'm pulling it up. Let's see. Either way, it is kind of, it's like, it's a weird. Yeah, no, they just have their name and like, where oh, they're yeah. showing, I mean, like Dante yeah. Allen, Falmouth. Obviously there's more than 15 games too. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really dumb. I liked yeah. it. I was like, finally, they did something kind of clever with the poster instead of the players just standing there and having some graphics around them or something like that. This just was put the much... logos of your opponents at the bottom, like scale it down just ever so slightly and then put the Gracious. put the opponents at the bottom. OK, what, who, who has left recently that the, these are two swings and misses? UK doesn't often do that in a year. And now we have back to back. What's going on? Oh, TV, he was back in town for the Florida game. Maybe he should have stuck around. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Shoeboy had no matter how far life pushes you down, no matter how much you hurt, you can always bounce back. I hope we don't I hope we don't need to bring out the Twitter autopsy here on that one. Oh, man. That would be hope bad, he's not hurt. Right. That yeah, wouldn't be good. Hey, they were showing Lance Ware dunking a basketball the other day, so he can still dunk. That's good. <laughs> that is good. Hey, let's get back to the Thornton's text line. But Roush, will you tell everybody about Salsaritas? Do I have to? I'm going to get hungry again because that's what Salsaritas does. That's what I was thinking. No, it. Sorry. I, I did something different. Um, so last week I got to enjoy Salsaritas uh, catered, which is great because uh, they bring you just a big old big enormous containers of all of the freshest salsa I, I did the you know you always got to get two so with my queso i also had the corn salsa and the hot salsa on my tacos i i switched it up i did a thing of nachos but i was like you know what i that was a little on the messy side uh, i'm gonna do some tacos now hard shell tacos are fantastic as well you can't go wrong with anything from salsaritas and when you're catering i'm telling y'all it's it's the easiest, best way to cater. Everybody in your group is going to be happy when you go with Salsaritas. Just download the app. You're going to get a ton of... If you get catering from Salsaritas through the app, you're just going to be rolling in freebies, okay? And they make it nice and easy for you. I believe they'll even drop it off for you. So 
get to Salsaritas, one of their two locations, get their catering for your big Georgia watch party this weekend, and enjoy Salsaritas. Deliciously different. Woohoo! Love Salsaritas. Love it. Texter 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line says, um, LOL at the idea M and Snoop would get canceled as the halftime Selly, I guess meaning celebrity. Hollywood made shripping on stage with stiletto poles, a spotlight performance to a song about lady parts. Hypocritical world we live in, but hey, I'm here for it. This should be the best halftime show in a long time. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad that they're they're really going Friday for the halftime show. That should be fun. I never care about the halftime show and feels like half the time I watch it, half the time I don't. Um, the same I would at like a performance at a award show, but although I wouldn't really watch an award show anyway, so not yeah. not totally comparable. But yeah, I mean, I, I usually, I, I bet it'll be awesome. Yeah, well, it's also one of those things too where I'll watch it, but I that doesn't mean I'm paying attention to it. I couldn't tell you one thing from the Shakira J-Lo halftime show other than like, I was like, oh, they're really good at dancing. Like, good for them. Yeah, mostly just like the prop bets. If I'm watching, it's usually just to follow up and see if I if I guess the right color of shoes or something like that. Oh, yeah. those Man, did I ever tell you about the one prop bet lock that we had that I just didn't invest all my money in and I really regret it? <laughs> no, I don't Gosh. think so. We had we had a friend who somehow, some way, I, th- I think they were on like the production team at the new Minnesota Stadium. They like worked there, but they got scoop on what color shoes Justin Timberlake would wear. And this was, I mean, that was probably like 2018 ish, maybe. Um, and so I wasn't all the way in on like I think I was still on Uncle Bo at the time. That was, but so Good. I didn't. Good old Uncle Bo. I didn't go all the way in like I should have. And it well, that was would like, have been right after sports betting was legalized. So right. So, so yeah, it didn't have it wasn't, you know, readily available everywhere. It was plus two fifty with the shoe color. And I think that I just was like, uh, oh, you know, I made it like the other ten and twenty dollar prop bets instead of this is a lock, let's go all in kind of deal. So got, man, got really it. messed up on that one. Th- that's <laughs> that hurts. That's gambling though. Yep. Texter says, looks like we have a new radio war to monitor. Bennett and Cutler versus STD and Billy for heavyweights. Wow. Big news for the big X. Bigger and Xier than ever. Yeah. Alan Cutler coming to the airwaves, joining Michael Bennett. Very exciting stuff. Man, Um, I'm excited. We had known there were some some talks with, with Bennett and then uh, those talks all of a sudden turned in Cutler as well, and I was like, "Whoa, this this is gonna be this is gonna be something interesting." That's starting on Monday. It's gonna be really entertaining. I I, I think some feelings are gonna get hurt on that show. I don't think feelings are gonna get hurt, but it is definitely going to be explosive. There's going to be fireworks um, because th- those are two guys that have some takes, and then they're they're not afraid to exactly i'm not like, just saying they're, i'm not saying their feelings but feeling like that you know they're gonna they're not gonna be afraid to to say what they would need to say oh man i cannot wait because there's gonna be a time where 
Uh, we get off the air. I turn on the show. I'm making breakfast, and then I just like spit take my coffee because it's just going to get ludicrous. It's it's going to be great. And the thing that I like too, TJ, is that listeners who are looking for more University of Kentucky sports talk, you, there there aren't a whole lot of other options besides us and my former ex boss. And these guys are going to have a different perspective than us. They're they just will. They're 30 years older than us. Uh, they are have much different experience in the industry. Cutler, hell, he was doing Bengals pregame radio for like 25 years, you know. They have a much different outlook on things. And so I think hearing our perspective first and then theirs, and then getting them to disagree with us, I have a feeling that Texan is going to find a way to poke those bears and just really pull some some entertaining audio out. Yeah, still wish we would have our own text line because it's just going to make it even more confusing. Um, and our staple of our show is reading text, but uh, you know we like hearing from the folks. But I mean, but that's fine. We'll figure that stuff out. But I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that uh, hopefully they are they're text friendly. I'm sure that they will be. I wouldn't understand. I'm, they're going to use the Thornton's text line, I'm sure, just as much as we will. But you're right, Roush. I think that you you may be able to rile them up, Texers. Oh, Roush and I are unrileable, unfortunately. Scoot's easily rileable, but... Absolutely. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line says, GA with the best D-line and UK with arguably the best O-line in the country. Offense wins games and defense wins championships. But this ain't for the ship, so let's go, Cats! Woohoo! That's a good point. Not technically for the ship. I think the offensive line, like this is what you've kind of dreamed of, right? You've, you've, your whole career at Kentucky, you've been told how great you are, the big blue wall, and you, you don't always get the national respect, but more recently you have, and that's been, that's been good and that's been well deserved. But now you've never really gotten a chance to go up against the best counterpart and, Un, undeniably this year, I mean, Georgia's always been really good up front, and you've played Alabama, who's been great up front. You've played good teams, but never whenever people are talking historically, it could be one of the best. So go punch them in the mouth. They that UK loves to be physical. Well, here's the most physical defensive line in the country. Have at it. Like yeah. it, go out and play, boys. Let's see what happens. I'm I'm I cannot wait to see it. And then you got a tough runner like Chris Rodriguez versus some punishing linebackers. <laughs> this is gonna be it's gonna be a good time, Roush, and and you hope yeah. that our defense can kind of do the same on the other side of the ball, which I'm oh, I'm worried about the depth up front, obviously. But just on the other side, it's fun to kind of say this is going to be smash mouth football. That when I talk about in a couple of well, a couple of years, at least two decades, you're going to have the SEC be the NFL light. It's because of matchups like this that are going to just separate itself from the rest of college football. That's why it's on CBS, Roush. Everybody's going to be watching it. Uh, it I'm, how are we going to get to Saturday? Now Justin's got me all up in my head talking about the waiting game, and it, it the, the slow crawl begins. Hey, I so I took Roush's advice this past Saturday, and I did the whole uh, chores while we're waiting for football to come on deal. It's actually a pretty good strategy. I did some laundry. I cleaned my whole entire apartment, wow. and then it was like, 1230 I had the games weren't already been on for half an hour and I didn't even realize it I was so busy did you uh did you take your did you did you take your bed off the milk crates uh it's not on milk crates it's on the floor 
but oh, okay. I did like move my mattress and like vacuumed under it and everything. It was wow. I was crazy. Yeah. Did you find Sparky? Did not. Uh, Thanks for reminding me. Oh, uh, well, that's great. We're proud of you, Justin. You're really growing up, kid. Turning into an adult. You Lovely really thing. are. Uh, all right, we just got to get you a bed frame. Let's go to a that's break. Right. Text on into the <laughs> Thornton Sex Line. 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Christ alone, you know. You just gotta keep getting back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. Here on Big X Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 961 FM, 1450. That was pretty good impersonation there. I think a lot of people didn't know that was you at first. I love your response at the end. All right, <laughs> that was a that was a funny show. That was a that was a good time. Hey, text on into the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's a good time as well. And the best time is going to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Uh, going outside this morning, Roush really felt like fall. It's been I don't know unseasonally be unseasonally warm. Yep, yeah, kind of has. Uh, yeah, summer it definitely has. has. I was I was definitely complaining about the heat earlier this week. Summer has hung around Too much uh, for sure. And but this morning felt like fall. You've got about another month and a half, maybe two months if we're lucky, with this golf season. Finish strong. Don't don't allow there to be an off-season rust. And you can do that by going to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy early and often you can go hit the virtual driving range learn a lot more about your swing just going to the virtual driving range than you do going to an actual one Uh, you can play some courses if you want that's always a good time bring the buddies out there the most valuable thing you can do though is get yourself some golf lessons with bobby cook himself he will make you a better golfer that is guaranteed and you will always have each lesson for the rest of your life he will give you a copy of it he'll send it to you so you'll know exactly what to do if bad habits start to creep back up, as they so often do. And usually it's because you get a little rusty. Don't do that. Go check out the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. It's over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. It's just about a 10 to 15-minute drive wherever you are. Or go to the bobbycookgolfacademy.com to book your reservations, your lessons, and to learn more. Let's get back to this Thornton Sex Line, Rush. Let's do it. Two at 502 414 1450 is the number. Uh, UK should be expected to beat Duke without Griffin. He's a potential top five pick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he'll be a top five pick. I guess you could say he potentially could be. That would be pretty surprising to me if that were to happen. But Duke announced he will be out a month, so that would keep him out of the Kentucky game. By the way, I would love to hear something on Wheeler. We didn't hear anything yesterday, right? I didn't miss something. Nope, nope. Okay, I'd love to hear something on him because I, I, if it's high ankle sprain, that that would put him probably out of the Duke game as well. Not that I still don't think we should beat Duke if that were to happen. UK should beat Duke, but I'd just like to know. 
and we definitely probably yeah i don't expect it yeah it's calipari yeah i don't expect to hear anything until like the day of the duke game it's going to be probably so probably so you think maybe it leaks or you somebody sees them around campus or something like that but yeah kentucky should beat duke whether duke had griffin if they don't whatever he won't be playing in that game uk needs to win it take care of business cal texter on the thornton Texon says levis's ordinary snack has become an internet sensation slash Fantasy football loser punishment. Our boy has gone so viral, and I'm here for it. And it never was his ordinary snack. Like he was doing that just to make a video. He thought it was funny. Um, Rash, but, wait, why don't you come on? Why don't you play along with it and have some fun? Fantasy football punishment. Fun. Yeah, like you lose and you got to eat. There's there's with leagues out there that are doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of leagues do weekly punishments. My friend that went to Notre Dame, he's in a really nerdy league, and they make. The lowest, the the highest point gets to pick a shot that the lowest point, the, the lowest points for that week has to take, and it'll be like disgusting combination of stuff, and they have to take a video of them doing it. That is really stupid. Now, I think you can have more fun with it in some other regards. That way is is just dumb. Like, who is watching a video from hundreds of miles away, watching their buddy take like a mayonnaise and ketchup shot or something like that, and being like, "Haha, that pleases me." Now on with my day. See, I knew I knew it was a thing to have fantasy football punishments, but man, a banana with the peel on. Everybody who does it says it's not bad. Yeah, just I'm not uh, gonna I'm not gonna figure sure out the peel is soft enough to where you know it's easy to go. I'm sure it's just like a chewier banana, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Another texture says Georgia had yet to hit adversity on the field so far this season. I think UK will bring that adversity on Saturday, and it causes Georgia to falter. UK had that Chattanooga game, but one, it cost Georgia this weekend. Mark my words, it's not Frank, it's Allen. Uh, there is an aspect to TJ that nobody there expects Georgia to lose. And if True. this game gets close, the fans, the expectation there, they've got 1980 hanging over their head. They feel like this is their year to get it right, to get that national championship. And if it gets close, things will things will get tighter than then they probably should because of those lofty national championship expectations. Yeah. And they played a close game with Clemson. It's not totally true to say that they haven't had some sort of tight games, but get it to the fourth quarter. You're right. Roush, get that crowd, get that nervous energy. We've unfortunately been a part of that several times watching Kentucky football at our home stadium. Not this season. Suck it history, but get that at Georgia. And then Kentucky can feed off of it. They were bigger underdogs at U of L with a with a worse team yep. all around. So, uh, my part of my desk just fell off. That's not good. Oh. Yeah, well, not great, Bob. A, a texter says, "To be honest, the news on John Gruden isn't remotely surprising. Seems like every time he's on screen, he's just dropping the f bomb. He just looks like the type of guy who is very judge judgmental." while having plenty of opinions on other people. Also, how dumb can you be to say all that stuff from your work email? LOL, what an idiot. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> really, really dumb. I love the LOL, what an idiot. Um, also, funny, funny, quick aside, uh, Teachnology, it happened at sales. It also had uh, a school-wide email, like Microsoft Outlook, where you could send 
you know, it, it was nice and convenient because teachers, you could send stuff to classes. Um, you know, they could have like, freshmen, you're doing this today. You also had a, just all where you could blast an email to an entire uh, school. And we we may have gotten into a little bit of trouble uh, doing that. Um, well, you, you got to either tell us more or we're all going to be furious. So once upon a time, I forgot what the original insult was, but my friend made a fake newspaper article about my girlfriend testing positive for steroids. Um, and like, there was something about, no, it wasn't testing positive for steroids. It was like, uh, she's been kicked off the basketball team because they found out she was a man or something like that. And it was written very seriously. Like he had like, like it, it was an onion article of sorts, but they were not happy at our school. And, uh, to the point that, uh, you know that they, this is this is liable that like they were like pulling all the big stuffs out and luckily I wasn't the one in trouble I was the quote unquote victim and she thought it was a funny joke but the the administration they they did not think it was a funny joke that we were talking smack about a student at another Catholic girls school. No. <laughs> all that drama. Oh man, funny stuff. Funny, man. funny stuff did you have to like act like you were upset yeah yeah totally <laughs> and then i also like you know I, I i sent something back that was like uh of course to the entire school um with like Jeez. guys wearing cowboy hats or something you know you, yeah it was it was it was one of those things that yeah <laughs> we we were dumb we were dumb idiots oh, but we were man. also 14 years old or 16 years old in high school uh cracking jokes on our server while this is a 40 year old man on a work email it's just a poor decision by the sales to have a server that everybody had access to yeah yeah the hitting the all button the, the they had to really crack down uh, <laughs> because we were having way too much fun yeah what a nightmare that'd be uh texter says to be on our uh texter says the blue white chance at the football games were one of the coolest things i've experienced yeah finally saw that video on twitter yeah, that was out like where if you're familiar with the old UK campus, that was, I think, where the Arby's or close to where that Arby's used to be. That's pretty wild that you'd be able yeah. to hear that from there. Uh, if you don't know where that old Arby's was, not too far from like, like where the, the Canes is. Yeah, the business yeah. school, sure. Justin? I didn't like the blue-white video as much as the national anthem one that we touched on yesterday. I finally, yeah. I finally saw the national anthem one. That is so freaking cool. Why every sports stadium doesn't do that instead of giving some Grammy award-winning artist thousands of dollars? That, that's way cooler than any singer coming in to sing the national anthem, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think it blew. You gotta like have a big game, uh, and you gotta have yeah. a, a pumped-up crowd True. to to make it happen. But that's always the case when they do it at UK. Don't let Roush tell you anything otherwise. <laughs> uh, they also, I, we never mentioned it when she came on, but uh, Alyssa Ray was a big American Idol uh, person from the state of Kentucky. They had her, I think, for the Florida game. And she was real, at the beginning, I was like, man, she is trying way too hard. She's doing way too much. Because she was hitting the over. There's no doubt she was hitting the the typical over on anthem time. But man, she freaking hit some high notes at one point. It was like, okay, this this is worth the long wait. This is really cool. So um, shout out to people who are good at singing the national anthem, which is you, Big Blue Nation. It's you. And I wasn't a part of the most two recent games where the blue-white chants were pretty insane, I'll admit. 
but the the we believe chant for the folks that were there in 2007 that was oh, those that, were great. that was very disney movie-esque and very cool <laughs> It was. That is such a Disney movie. <laughs> I can see it now. I mean, it was it was cheesy, but hey, it worked out. It like it turned everything, everything worked out in UK's favor. They won. It was it was a good time. What I makes the blue white? I guess maybe we probably did it against Florida too, which maybe we shouldn't. I don't remember. I don't remember no, it in that Florida game. Throughout the the year, they would pull it out every once in a while. The blue and white's great because it can just be a quick. You know, it doesn't take long to get people on board. You know. They they did not do it against Mississippi State that cold October maybe early November. Uh, it was snowing though. It was early in the season for snow, but it was spitting snow that game. UK laid the egg of all eggs. That stunk. And then I guess there's something Georgia fans have about like Kirby one one game a year. Like just the team is not up for it or not where they need to be or something like that. Maybe that's going to be Georgia's game this this week. Yeah. Wouldn't Let's that make be, it happen? Wouldn't that be nice? Wishful thinking. How's Michigan State ranked ahead of us? Says one texter. Their schedule has been caked thus far. No ranked teams, and their best win is probably a two and three Miami team or three and four Nebraska. There's a legit chance they could finish the season two and four, eight and four overall. Yeah, they. Don't, I mean, it, it's ludicrous. Don't worry, Kentucky fans. They will not be ranked ahead of you for long. You're welcome. Signed Hoosiers. I mean, they have the nation's leading rusher. That's why. Right. For now. A lot of this stuff is optics, you know. You 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 beat it. You were an underdog at Miami, and you won by two touchdowns. Like that that moves you up a lot. And then when you have a running back that has nine hundred thirteen yards after what six games, like that's pretty crazy. So a lot of it's optics. They were people did not expect Mel Tucker's team to be good in year two, and they are. So voters give them more credit. But they've got they've got a lot of good teams ahead of them. So. Um, and I'm not talking about the Hoosiers. Hoosiers, yeah. baby. Yeah, you were. Um, Michigan State is not as good as Kentucky. Should not be ranked higher. Also, when Kentucky goes to a cool bowl this year, it better not be against a dorky team like Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. I know that there was somebody who had us playing Coastal in the Fiesta. You cannot have that happen. That is the worst case scenario. Yeah. You cannot play. Yeah. No, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I'll take the easy one. I'll take the easy win against Coastal. Michigan State's probably like sneaky good enough to beat you. Yeah, then, it's just you don't does, get anything out of beating a team like Coastal. Like if you win, they just say you should have won. Yeah. That Coastal team, they're an upstart. You know, like you, you, you would like to play like Penn State was a great one because they had the logo and they weren't great, but like you, you had the good matchup. Beating a a like a team with a good logo. That can go a long way. I agree. Even I, if it I, is like poopy Miami or something. I totally agree. Coastal is not nearly my first choice or in the top five, but I'd rather play them than Michigan State. Yeah, and I, I don't know if Michigan I Michigan State, wanna... you lose that game, that's not going to help you in recruiting in some of your hotbed areas. And you shouldn't lose to them because I think Kentucky's better, but it's just not like the most inspiring matchup, the most prestigious program. They'll fall They're, far, though. They'll yeah, they'll, they, they'll they, be way out of they it. They will. Yeah. I agree. And what, we got we got a lot, plenty of time to worry about that stuff. Yeah, Iowa would be one of those that, like, that could be Not a slobber, slobber that, knocker. That, that wouldn't be ideal either. Like, because again, good enough to beat you, but on a national level, just you're not going to get a ton of love for it. You need you need a team that the the networks love talking about. Like Michigan yeah. would be. How much fun would that be? Oh God, beating the crap out of Harbaugh. Yeah, second clink. Yeah. 
Texter says, KRC, can you imagine? Oh, this is uh, for us. Can you imagine if U of L fans didn't have Lamar? Hey, you got to let him have <laughs> You got to let him have something. I just saw a stat, by the way. He has more rushing and passing yards than 18 NFL teams. He's having an unre- unreal year. And I, I do think, though, like imagine if Kentucky fans, oh, well, this next text. If UK fans slobbered over our NBA players, it'd be all we talked about. We'd never talk about anything else. There is some truth to that. Like if Kentucky fans were as crazy about their NBA players as UofL fans are about Lamar. But here's the thing. I don't want UK's fan base to be doing that. And I'm happy that we're not because that would probably mean that things inside UK athletics are pretty terrible. Like where we feel like we have to gravitate towards something good. That's what UofL fans are kind of doing with Lamar. And I'm not going to give them crap for it. Uh, and it's also great, too, because every time they drool over Lamar, he, then like 10 minutes later, he's going to fumble it in the red zone. And then you can say, hey, remember that time he fumbled against Kentucky after he did the Heisman pose and then he lost? <laughs> There's oh, a little truth hilarious. to that, too, that they're so defensive for him that it's such it's so easy to to get some bites. If you go if you go Ryland, if you if you try to trigger him with Lamar he eventually will give you an opportunity because mm-hmm. he'll turn the ball over or, do, or he won't win a playoff game or something like that. You know, right. this bar has not been like set fairly for Lamar and, and that's fine. We can all understand that in the real context, but it's still fun to kind of to rib them because they, they love them some Lamar. Ab- they love them some Lamar. Absolutely. Um, we got to keep Yesterday, moving. Nick's former ex-boss announced a new one-hour show under the KSR umbrella. I guess we now know why Michael Bennett blames Matt Jones for his show being taken off the air. He doesn't, I don't know, whatever the radio war is, I would be upset too if I were Michael. But hey, we're getting bigger and exier. Who cares about what's going on over there? Because we're the biggest and the exiest in town. Well, congrats to Shannon and Billy, two good dudes, and uh, happy for them, but very, very happy for the Big X to get more local and live programming. Uh, Bennett had a following on his previous show, and then Alan Cutler is like a Hall of Fame journalist. You know, getting him on radio is a pretty big deal. So that's that's exciting, and you're going to get four hours UK talk on the Big X. And I'm I'm a firm believer in. The more the merrier. I'm glad that UK fans have so many different options for listening and yeah. podcasts. And it, I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't shy away from competitors and I'm, I don't act like they don't exist either. And we talk about them because they're people and they work hard as well. So um, good, good time to be a UK fan with a lot of content and what a season for that to be the case because we're really excited for basketball season, but nobody's talking about it because this football team's having a historic year. It's going to be a fun several months. Texter says, this football season's pretty special, and I don't think it's a fluke. If Stoops hangs around, which I think he does, the conversations of what scenario needs to happen so that Kentucky can make the SEC championship or college football playoff will be had more and more. We're just getting started, bro. And that's how you build That's how you build a program. Mm-hmm. You take baby steps, and that's where Kentucky is, and we can take that big step forward if you beat Georgia on Saturday. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, one texter says fantasy football waiver bidding. Welcome to 2015 Walker. <laughs> no, and, and, that, and that's true. We've done it in my league for a few seasons now, not since 2015. So we were still probably a little bit behind, but I still feel like more leagues than not don't do that. So I'll happily talk about it. A texter says TJ lots change when you have a kid, but the one constant is that nobody cares about your fantasy team. I didn't talk about, my- <laughs> I didn't funny. talk about my fantasy team. <laughs> I didn't. You, nobody, you nobody talked did. about it in your example, and I think that confused people. 
Yeah, but it doesn't count, though. So suck it to the haters and losers of which, sadly, there are many on this Thornton sex line today. A texter says, Roush and Dingus with the Brooks Kepka too cool for school take. Seems like two people that are brutal to have in your league. Suck it. Suck it, boys. Just don't play. I kind of agree. Like, if you're not going to have fun with it and enjoy it, don't play. That's ridiculous, I mean, I, though. You don't have to make trades to have fun and enjoy it. You can pick up people say, off the waiver wires. and I mean, there's other ways to enjoy fantasy football other than trading. But to say you're just going to check on Sunday morning, just, like, get the hell out. Yeah, I just – no. You can't tell me how to live my life. That, that was Roush. I, I get on – I typically am on before Thursday to make sure my lineup's good. <laughs> Texter says, TJ always talks about how much he hates talking about fantasy football, yet spends five minutes talking about two different fantasy teams. Nobody cares. Fake news. And if you're going to lie on the Thornton's text line, we're going to have some problems because this is honest radio and no butt slapping either. No butt slapping. Uh, Texter says, is your job busier with the new bosses, Nick? Uh not really. Uh, they, I've got to jump through a few more hoops before I post. So, uh, you, but you know, I've gotten used to it. Uh, it just, it's going to be a little bit more time consuming. Uh, it's just, it's a busy time of year, you know, and it's only going to get busier when the crossover technically begins with big blue madness on Friday. So those few weeks when you got everything, Man, those, those those get a little wonky there with basketball and football going at the same time. We continue to get crushed. WTF, guys, you say nobody wants to hear about fantasy, then you proceed to talk about it for 15 minutes. The discussion about appraisals was much more engaging. <laughs> oh, we can talk we we can talk appraisals. Oh, I not only think that Kentucky will win Saturday, I think there are a few scenarios where UK straight up whips Georgia. Big men lead the way on this though. If our line shows up hungry, I think we whip Georgia up front. All their fans seem to think this is automatic W. Not the case at all. It's not Frank. It's Allen. Yeah, and you just hope that the the tackles that went down briefly aren't too banged up. You you got to have a healthy squad um, going up against a very physical, big Georgia. Have you seen their nose guard? That dude, ninety nine. He's he yeah. doesn't look like he should be. He he's an alien. It looks he's like an absolute alien. He like there's part yeah, he it just shouldn't be moving that quickly. It's funny that we're like the same species, you know? Mm-hmm. Like man, like alien. Really yeah, like aliens could come from a different planet. We could be standing next to him and be like, Yep, we're all humans. Like and we could cross arms and be like, Well, you all are little babies. Like, no. Uh, they, he they've got several guys like that on their defense. Man, they're really good. They are, <laughs> they but I like they our do. I like our offensive line, Roush. I, I think yeah. they're go, I think they're going to bring it to them, and uh, it's and Kirby's so complimentary of Kentucky football too. He he kind of gets it, I, and I, I think he knows that uh, his defensive front is going to be challenged more than they have this season, which is cool to say for Kentucky football. A texture says, well, TJ, it's your Red Sox and my Astros in the ALCS. Should be great series, but why does Houston get all the crap for sign stealing? Boston gets nothing. We fired our manager and GM. You all rehired one of the masterminds behind both scandals, and nobody cares. So suck it, Red Sox. Hashtag let's go Shros. Oh, somebody sounds like a little whiny baby. Ooh, I didn't know. I, I guess my daughter's up. I need to. Maybe I need to dip out of here early. I didn't know that <laughs> there was whiny babies 
Oh, I do love, like, I'm actually, I like that the villains are still around. So I kind of want them to win it all now. The Red Sox were small freaking potatoes compared to the Astros. And you know that, buddy. You know it. And also, Core is awesome. Why would we not want him? Look at his record. Uh, Like, I think he's lost, like, four playoff games with the Red Sox and has won, like, 18 or 17 or something. He is, uh, he's a freak. Texter says, Robert, sorry I fell asleep during the fantasy football talk to wake up to a John Gruden discussion. If you really think about it, subtracting his homophobic, racist, sexist comments partnered with the topless photos of cheerleaders sent to him, his comments about Goodell aren't that off base. (laughs) (laughs) Robert having some fun with the John Gruden situation. Texter says, I think something that irks people with this stuff is the inconsistency with how these rules are applied. Gruden emails are horrendous. No defending it. The facts are pretty clear. But in the same vein, how many players in the league do to assault, domestic abuse, all edged and convicted, all uh, all charged and convicted is what they mean. DUIs, drug charges, weapon charges. I think if we were going down the purity standard, then a lot of people would get caught in it. It seems to be selective, and that is problematic. That's why I think the NFL really wanted him to resign is because also at the end of the day, you're if you're worth it, people are going to want you around. And I think, you know, as terrible as it may be and as gross as it is, there is truth to that, Roush, and we've got decades and decades of evidence. Yep. At yep. Most recently, allegedly, potentially Deshaun Watson, like – you know, you talk to fans of like the Dolphins, they think, hey, can we still maybe trade for Deshaun? Like, pe- pe- people still want him, despite him potentially, allegedly, maybe being an absolutely disgusting human being that maybe needs to be jailed. But, you know, still a lot of facts that need to go be left out on that. So, uh, that texter brings up some good points we don't have time for, or interesting points, I should say, that we don't have time for. Uh, depends which side of, mm. well, it depends if you agree or not, I suppose. What's next? Texter says more people will show up for Matt's radio show than that the crowd won't even be able to hear than <laughs> SEC Nation. That show stinks. I, I I watch SEC Nation if I'm watching TV during that time. Unless Kentucky's involved in game day somehow, some way, I'm more likely to watch SEC Nation. Really? You're the only person I've ever heard say that. They're likely to talk about Kentucky where you're not going to have them talk about Kentucky on game day. Just flat out, period. They're not going to talk about UK on game day. So you may as well go to the show where they're actually maybe going to have a feature on Kentucky, updates, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's not as good, but it's they're going to talk UK, so I'm fine with it. You know, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. Huh. Yep. Roush hmm. saying that Cath, Cath, Roush, for saying Cathens, please go place yourself in a locker for the last commercial break. <laughs> John here. Good happy birthday to my 15-year-old son. Hey, guys. I really enjoy the Big X radio station. I'm glad they have added new shows on the stations. I will be listening. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, but those are two of my favorite comedy slash entertainment duos of all time. Who would be your favorite duos of all time, the sports comedy entertainment side of things? Um, Sports, we'll take that out of it because it doesn't matter. Uh, I love the Blues Brothers. Very funny stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have enough time to answer that. I uh, went to an Elton John concert once, though, and had a really good time at that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, that was his farewell tour. And now he's he just, it's still, he's coming another, back to Louisville another, again for another yeah. farewell tour. And he's already been again. So yeah. uh, I tuned into Georgia Radio. They were saying, I swear, the Kentucky writer had no ears. <laughs> a texture says, I hope they cover beat it. 
Beat it. Who were they talking about there? Feed, feed it. I don't know. I think that was Cutler Bennett. Uh, okay. Um, Texture says, your former ex-boss, so he's your boss again? Hashtag boss. Your former ex-boss. <laughs> A great new rule would be that you only read texts that come in during the show. Oh, t- don't tell us how to do our rules, Texture. Potentially, but like you got to understand, there's a half of the state's central time zone. How many are listening live? We don't know, but the ones that probably not many because it's at 6 a.m. Yeah. And then even on where it's Eastern time, a bunch of you slackers sleep in. Yeah. Screw feeling getting hurt. My concern is whether they will be kind enough to allow you guys to catch up on the text backlog from 9 on to 9 on 9 as pre usual. That's going to have to change. So, (laughs) you know, we're getting it in while we still can. Some would say maybe we need to start practicing and getting used to it. Not quite. DC, TC from Lexington here, boys. Wheeler was out handing out BBN tickets yesterday and he didn't have a boot on or anything. You can see it on their socials. Boom. Oh, that's good. Maybe it's pre recorded, though, TC. You never know. Never know. Louisville's Orange Bowl win over Wake Forest means so much less than the Sugar Bowl over Florida because it was Wake Forest. You were correct, Texture. I mean, but at the time it didn't. If, if Louisville never had that Florida win, they'd still happily be celebrating that Wake Forest win. It just replaced it because it was more recent and against a better program. Yep. Brad White was on that Wake Forest team, by the way. Hey, all right. All right, we're out of time. Everybody have a good day. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Whoa. X Sports Radio. Whoa. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Thursday. Whoa.